Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. We're reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz. As for a sign from the Lord your God, let it be deep as the netherworld, or eyes the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask, I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. The word of the Lord. Let the Lord enter, he is the king of glory. The Lord's are the earth in its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him, that seeks the face of the God. Alleluia, alleluia. O key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Mary was a popular name in Palestine at the time of Christ, but it only appears in the Old Testament once. Moses' sister was Mary, Miriam. That's interesting because Moses' sister cooperated with Moses, assisting him in his mission. The Virgin Mary cooperated with Christ. He knew Moses. She assisted him in his mission. The Virgin's cooperation began with her fiat, found in today's passage. May it be done to me according to your word. Luke writes that Mary would not be impregnated by natural means. Instead, the Holy Spirit would come upon her. Now, since that is in the Bible, right there in black and white, why don't people believe it? 
Why do so-called Bible-believing Christians refuse to believe what Luke wrote? Luke was a doctor. Of all the gospel writers, Luke would have been the one to dismiss the virgin birth on physiological grounds. Instead, he was its greatest champion. But, people argue, well, we live in modern times. Everyone knows today how babies are made. Yes, that's true. Sadly, they now even teach small children in schools the mechanics of how babies are made. However, people knew how babies were made 2,000 years ago, too. Just because the ancient Jews didn't have Facebook or the latest electronic widgets from Asia did not mean they were ignorant. Far from it. The early church fathers and later great thinkers like Saints Augustine and Thomas Aquinas, two of the smartest people who ever lived, they believed in the perpetual virginity of Mary. Why? Because the Bible said so? Well, yes. But also because it was reasonable. It made sense. Ever since the virgin Eve pulled the apple off the tree, the world had been cast into darkness. And there was no earthly solution to right a ship that had gone so far off course. God would have to send a new Adam and start over. But he would not, he could not send an ordinary Adam. The virgin Eve said no, but the virgin Mary said yes. That Yes is the most important yes in the history of mankind. At that yes, the light began to shine in the darkness. The greatest event ever, God becoming man, the incarnation, began with the virgin's cooperation, her fiat, her yes. So let us look at this do-over and be reasonable. The first garden was virginal and immaculate, and Adam was formed from its virginal womb. It stands to reason that the new Adam, much greater than the first, would also be formed in a virginal womb. The new Adam is much greater. Why? Because in that first garden, if Eve brought destruction, so in the garden of her womb, Mary would now bring Redemption. That is why. Eve said no. Mary, the new Eve, the new Garden of Eden, said yes. May it be done to me according to your word. <laughs> 